the sky ain't a worry in my mind. Looks like we're in the click, click, click. What is going on you guys and welcome back to another episode of Stock Battles. This is our July 2021 edition. This is the series where Mark and I each pick a stock and we give a case for it. And it's up to you guys, the viewers, to decide which one you like better and you share that down in the comment section below. What's going on dad? Happy Canada Day, Bladed. Happy Bladed Canada Day to you, Brandon. Looking forward to this battle. And as we talked about previously on the last one, some people have commented and said, hey, can we get an update on the previous battle? So that's something we're going to do today and they have some uh, mixed results there, but I think everybody will find it quite interesting. And I'm looking forward to today's battle for sure and see how things play out. Yeah, well, why don't we start with that? We'll quickly recap a review of our sure. previous four battles because this is going to be our fifth battle. And what you're looking at on the screen is just a table of sorts recapping our previous picks going back to March. Uh, we assumed in this case that we had $1,000 invested in each, and we can see, unfortunately, I don't know how this came to, I don't know how this has happened, Dad, but looks like you've edged me out, etched me out so far in this battle with, uh, in, in this case, it looks like a total return here on the bottom. You have a total gain of $473 across your picks, mine sitting at $266. So I guess I still got lots to learn from you uh, well, I, when it comes I, yeah, to this whole investing game. I will say this doesn't really come as a surprise to me and I think in the previous battles I may have mentioned that and I just jinxed myself because I know you know the, investing in the short term is, is uh, so tight. We went uh, March, April, May, June, July so you know we're three months into this. Interestingly when we go back to three months if we look at I'll just have a quick explanation of how the table works here but if we go back to the to the March uh, uh, the March battle um, I picked Costco you picked you picked Facebook and on the right hand side there it simply tells you you know what the dollar value is assuming we had each invested a thousand dollars on that first pick Facebook as we thought you know you you tend to pick the more aggressive companies and I tend to pick the more blue chippy type things so mm -hmm. um, as you might expect in that short time period um, Facebook has in fact outperformed uh, Costco now if we go to March 25th I picked CVS you picked Alibaba well you can see clearly there my company is up 13% yours is down five if we go to May 7th Suncor versus CNR I'm a bit surprised at this one. I thought CNR would have performed better as well. I hear there's an airplane flying by your house at the moment. Yeah, yeah, over you your, got that, yeah. Over your house, yep. I hope. Um, right over this top. Is a, this is a pretty close battle, you know, where I'm up 3%, you're down 3%, let's call that uh, pretty flat. And then on the May 25th battle, the most recent, uh, wow. A clear is, winner. A, a clear, clear winner. Yeah. Uh, on this one, the good news is on this one, you are, you're not in a negative period. In fact, you're up, I believe, two cents on, as of when I printed this chart off earlier today. We'll so, take it. We'll take territory. it. So this is kind of fun. And just a quick reminder to everybody when we're when we're doing these battles, part educational, and hopefully you can learn from the you know the analysis that we do. But on this really short time period, it's a bit of a crapshoot. Uh, so yeah, I'll take the wins when I can get them, and uh, we'll see if I can add to that streak uh, today. We sure will. And why don't we dive into that? We're gonna have you start off with today's pick. Uh, as always, guys, if you're enjoying this video, please don't uh, hesitate to drop a big thumbs up. That helps out the channel more than you would know. And if you are looking for more stocks to buy, learning more about the stock market, don't forget we always have our investing academy as that first link down below. But dad, why don't you take this away? I'll get you up on the screen here. Um, where are you? There you go. There the go. floor is yours. 
Let me kick it off. And I'm going to pick a company today that is a Canadian company and it trades at a reasonable dollar value. I know a lot of times people are concerned about, you know, the high price and we pick companies that are 300, 400, 1000 or $2,000. The company I'm going to look at today is Bosch Health Companies and the ticker is BHC. It trades on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Now this company also trades on US dollars on the New York Stock Exchange for those of you who are interested in it and have a US dollar account. Currently, I'm going to talk in Canadian dollars now. The current uh, price is uh, about 36.88 at the time I uh, prepared this. Bosch has a market cap of around 13 billion dollars. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a real company, but it's certainly not one of the big mega caps uh, that I often talk about. Quick. A uh, quick sort of summary of what Bosch does for those of you who don't know. Most people have heard of Bosch and Long. You know, they're big, they're huge in the eye care space. And so their three main areas are high, uh, health, eye health, uh, gastrointestinal diseases, and dermatology. From a revenue perspective, where do they get their money from? Well, consumer products makes up the biggest chunk of their uh, revenue at about 38%. The next uh, largest global vision uh, I care at 25%, global ophthalmologist uh, prescriptions at 19%, and then global surgical at 18%. As I mentioned, and this is this, I'll say at the outset here, this is a very unusual pick for me. Uh, first of all, Bosch is a company that for the last number of years has done very poorly, and they are losing money year after year after year. So for those of you who think, well, gee, you look at the Costco's or the Microsoft's who are constantly churning off profits, why would you go with a company like this? Well, this is a battle, and I'm swinging. I'm swinging for the fence on this one here. Well, the yeah, those are those fighting words. The main reason I'm looking at this right now is this could be this could turn out to be a real turnaround play. And for those of you who are a little bit older or were investing not that long ago, you may remember a Canadian company called Valiant Pharmaceuticals. Well, mm -hmm. Valiant Valiant went through a real. Um, a challenging time and they were uh, very much out of favor and in fact they you know they jacked up the price of a couple of key prescriptions and and they were very uh, much frowned upon to the point where they changed their name from Valiant to Bosch and you know a part of that is just to kind of you know change the history and for many newer investors today you probably wouldn't be familiar with that whenever you're investing in a company and if you look and they say hmm there's been some shaky stuff going on in the past you might want to look at that because it's not an uncommon thing for companies to do any in any event f with Bosch for the last number of years their performance has not been good they were hurt by COVID as you might imagine uh, this is a company that um, relies on people going into um, into clinics I guess to get uh, eye work done a lot mm -hmm. of surgeries were canceled during 2020 of course another thing people uh, stayed home which may, means they weren't going through contact lenses which is a big part of their build, of their business so all every element of their business basically suffered they are coming out of that now if we look back at earnings the earnings have been steady um, as far as a top line but they have a, as we can see by the chart we'll throw up here they've been losing money as i said year after year after year they've actually been trading in quite a, a range for the last five years or so nothing too exciting there and to top it all off they don't pay a dividend so you know all of these things you say well what the heck are we you know why would you be interested in a company like this two main reasons number one uh, they have announced that they have an upcoming spin-off we'll talk about that in a second and there has been an increase in 
uh, activity amongst uh, activist shareholders. And often when you get that type of activity, um, you can see it used as a catalyst to, um, you know, to, to, to see things happen. And we're going to look at that in a little bit more detail here in a second. Let's start off first with the spinoff. So uh, August of last year, August of 2020, the company announced that they are going to be spinning off their eye care division, the Bosch and Lom section. They will be continuing as is the, the existing entity with the International RX, Salix, uh, ortho and their diversified segments. If we look at a timeline of this spinoff, as I mentioned, it was announced in 20, uh, August of 2020. Originally, they had put a, a, a finishing time on this deal, uh, this spinoff as 2022. Well, the market did not receive that very well. With the updates that have occurred, they've moved that timeline to late uh, 2021 now. And the last I heard is sort of they're targeting in the August area. Of course, on something like this, there's never a definitive time. My thoughts are, though, um, this may be a time, there, there, you know, there may be this catalyst because when companies are spun off like this, if it's done correctly, um, the term we use is it, it unlocks value. And it, you can often take uh, an entity, divide it into two different pieces, and the efficiencies of each of those will actually increase the overall value. So the sum of the parts uh, you know, mm -hmm. can be greater than the market is valuing at it uh, right now. So looking at it purely from that perspective as, uh, you know, as a spinoff, I think there may be a set of catalyst that will help increase the value of this company, at least uh, in the short term. Second major thing I want to look at is activists. And as I mentioned, uh, there's an increase in, in activist investors activity here. In fact, to, the, to this point, about 30% of the outstanding shares are owned by well-known activists, such as you know Carl Icahn's company, Paulson and Company, Value Act, Glenview, Golden Tree uh, Asset Management. They've essentially banded together and said, if this company does not take quick action and make, you know, start making things happen, um, they're going to step in. You could anticipate a proxy uh, battle. I think they have, you know, amongst the group, I think they have two board of, two seats on the board of directors right now. Um, typically in a case like this, they're going to lobby for more. I think back to Procter & Gamble just a few years ago where they became very involved and made material changes in the company. Uh, so expect that to come down the pipeline. I've also read that there's a possibility that this spinoff um, might shift over to a, to a SPAC deal. So rather than going sort of more of the traditional route, uh, a SPAC may buy, might buy that. You know, how that's going to affect things, I'm not sure, but certainly uh, with the excitement that we've seen around this type of investing vehicle recently, that could also be a catalyst for some increased uh, price there. I want to focus for a minute on debt. Anytime you're looking at a company, you, you can look at the positives, you can look at the possible catalysts, but you always have to look at what the downside is. And I know astute uh, investors will say, well, gee, look at the debt this company has had. And if we put a chart up on the screen here, which we show going back to 2012, there was a, a significant increase in debt going up to about 2016. And that a lot of debt still remains on the books. In fact, as of today, they're still uh, carrying about $30 billion Canadian in debt. You will notice though, there has been a steady decline. Also, if we flip back to the chart we just showed a couple of minutes ago, Brandon, it does show that since they announced that spinoff, uh, the upcoming spinoff in 2020, they have made a concerted effort to, to take chunks of debt. There's been that debt down payment um, going on since then. I see that as a, a real good, strong effort to, you know, for, to inst in, uh, instill investor confidence. And also, of course, you know, anytime you pay down debt, it, it, it um, improves the viability of the company going forward. Mm -hmm. Very critical uh, in the event of the spinoff. Uh, next chart I want to show you here is just uh, from the debt perspective, for those of you who are worried. They have a bit of a holiday. It doesn't mean the debt's going away, but in 2021, 2022, 2023, there is no 
uh, debt coming due. So this does give them time to go through these corporate changes that they're undertaking right now without you know the fear of having to come up with the extra cash or take that out of cash flow in the, uh, in, in the near future. A uh, couple of other positives. Number one is that uh, they are continuing to spend on R&D. Um, a pharmaceutical company, you know, you really can't stop that R&D expenditures. And despite the issues that they've been facing, they are continuing to focus on uh, the research and development to make sure that their pipeline uh, keeps full. And you know, the second the second part of that is their pipeline. They do have a very good pipeline that uh, you know, barring anything uh, horribly unforeseen, that should continue to produce or create value for the company and some. Um, some confidence going forward. So, uh, as I said, this company is very, very unusual uh, for something that I would buy. Um, this is a battle. I'm going. I'm going to swing for the fence here. And uh, although the risk on this is much higher than I would normally want people to take, um, if this is something that piques your interest, if it falls into your risk tolerance, then it might be something to take a look at. And uh, we'll see how it does up against uh, your pick, Brandon. We will see. And um, yeah, my pick, I guess we can transition on to, into that. Thank you, Dad. Um, my pick, <coughs> excuse me, not everyone's going to like it. And I already know that's a fact. So I'll just get that out of the way right off the bat, which may have you winning the battle, even with a company such as Bosch. But hey, <laughs> right. you, you know what? It is what it is. We're just displaying the office here for everybody. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. I'll take over the screen because my pick for today in July, 2021 is the company British American Tobacco. The ticker that we're looking at is BTI. Note that this is a uh, company that trades on the New York Stock Exchange. So a US company, this company is actually based over in Europe as you can tell by the name. But today the shares are trading at $39.17 USD. Note the 7.43% dividend. Your stock had absolutely no dividend, dad. Mine's looking at a nice 7.4% um, juicy, juicy yield there. So hopefully that gets a little bit of the votes in my favor. But for a brief overview on this company, for those that are not familiar, this is one of the largest producers of tobacco in the world. In fact, if we just put up a little chart here with market cap, one of the very common comparisons they'll get is Philip Morris. We're all familiar with Philip Morris, but as we can see by this chart, um, the blue line is uh, British American Tobacco, they sit at a market cap of about 89 billion. That is lower, it is a smaller company valuation-wise relative to Philip Morris, but at the bottom part of this chart, what I find is quite fascinating is that they do actually pull in more revenue. They're one of the largest, if not the largest company in the world, definitely in North America, when it comes to net sales, sitting at $35 billion in net sales. 
I'll pop up on the screen just a chart to familiarize yourself with some of the brands that are known within this company. You're gonna recognize some of these names, especially if you are a cigarette smoker, such as Newport, Camel, Pall Malls, Lucky Strike. Obviously on the left side of this chart, something that we're seeing more and more in the modern day is uh, spaces such as non-combustible or what you know we could call it vape vaporizers would fall into this category with a number of uh, vaporizing brands you do also have the chewing tobacco such as grizzly which is still a, a, a an option or a choice for many tobacco consumers out there but what I want to start this presentation off with is really taking a look at the company's financials and to me when I look at these financials although the company does get a bad rep it's hard to argue with some of these numbers as we'll take a look in some of these uh, highlighted areas for you. One of the ones that sticks out to me big time is the expansion of their margins. And this is both on a gross margin level as well as their operating margin. But in particular here, I've highlighted gross margins, which over the past decade have grown from about 77 to 78% to sitting today at 84%. This translates directly down into their operating income, as well as we see down towards the bottom of this page, we see cash flow as well, uh, seeing a nice significant uptick. This is one of the many reasons why they're able to sustain such a powerful dividend today. Again, just to con confirm with you guys, that's a 7.4% yield with ample cash flow coverage in order to uh, fund these dividends. I took a look actually across the board in the in, in the across the industry to kind of make somewhat of a comparison among some of the other peers and other tobacco companies such as Philip Morris, such as Altria, which of course are probably their main two competitors they actually have picked up significantly off lows. Both of these are trading at PEs of about 20, whereas BTI has yet to seen this recovery within the industry. And if you take a look at the price to earnings multiple, which I'll actually just uh, zoom in or highlight for you guys, this stock trades at a price to earnings multiple of 10 times. In fact, to look at a couple more valuation metrics such as price to book, price sales, or price to free cash flow, we're actually seeing attractive numbers across the board when we compare it to their closest peers. So I do totally understand, and I know you'll agree with me here, Dad, this is an industry that is not for everyone. In fact, it's a very controversial one at that. But in my opinion, the, the consumption of tobacco and cigarettes that isn't going away, going any, going away anytime soon. I'm having trouble speaking today for some reason. I, I don't know what it is, but um, you will hear people saying this is a dying industry. I tend not to agree. In fact, I came across a couple of data points or projections. Um, I have a couple of sources here, but this is one saying that they expect the tobacco industry to grow at 1.8% going through to 2028 with the number of smokers rising on a global level. Keep in mind, this is not just North America. You gotta think globally um, where these companies sell their products. They're, they're, um, smoking is somewhat, it's a far bigger norm in certain areas such as Europe and Asia. I mean, we kind of get that, although we are kind of trying to get off that here in North America. Here's another chart from Statistica with a more aggressive growth pr projection. They're projecting a compound annual growth rate of 4.8% in the entire industry. So to me, I do firmly believe that this is gonna be an industry around for the long term, whether people like it or not. And companies such as um, British American Tobacco and really all of the major players in this space, what I feel they will do is even if the traditional smoking you know, sticks, like actual uh, a cigarette is tending to kind of drop off, they will just adapt and change to adapt to the market in finding other areas such as non-combustible, such as the vaping areas or chewing tobacco 
they've already got these big distribution networks. They've already got the wide moat. They've already got the big plants and facilities to build up, uh, you know, build and produce all of these um, products. We saw a good example. I mean, it's not the greatest example because I think they're losing money on this, but Altria made a, uh, a deal with Kronos Group, one of the marijuana producers, to help uh, with the distribution there. And that's a great example to me of the options that these companies have in order to, again, adapt and move and merge around with the the changing um the changing attitudes and the changing consumption habits of the audience so for that reason guys um again to see the stock with a seven percent yield as the stock has really come down to me this is a very clear value play the 10 percent price to earnings ratio it's hard for me to not think that bti british american tobacco is a buy and that's the stock trading again today for 39 dollars and 17 cents us D and that'll wrap it up there. Excuse me for my pick. And uh, I can't help but say, you know, even, you know, when I was preparing my stuff for this video, dad, I said, I already lost this pick. You know, this is not going to be a fan favorite. This is a sin stock. Um, yours, I guess, isn't the most. <laughs> this yeah, will be I mean, I, I, have, I have a fighting chance. I have a fighting chance at least, you know. Um, yeah. It's funny because as you were speaking, I was thinking of a, a few things that jumped out at me. First of all, from the financial perspective, like you have a company that is very solid financial. Uh, my pick is quite unstable financially in certain aspects right now. So that's that's an issue. Uh, just to speak to a moment about, and you identified it obviously, um, the ethics of investing and controversial mm -hmm. investing. And certainly, obviously, the tobacco industry um, is one of those in investments. And uh, you know, gee, I worked for you know a lot of years in in the industry with clients, and everybody has their own uh, level of things that they're willing to accept. And and so, as an advisor, uh, my role I didn't feel was to pass judgment on other people's ethics. And if someone said I don't want to invest in, uh, you know, the tobacco industry, absolutely, let's look elsewhere. But for those who said, gee, here's an investment opportunity, and I'm okay, like you know, you pointed out, uh, I, I'm. I'm so thankful I didn't start smoking when I was younger because who knows, it's really hard to kick the, hack, the habit. I might still be smoking today. Always mm -hmm. thankful for that. But people are, do smoke and globally, uh, you know, the trend isn't going down, it's going up. So yeah, I, I, we can't really pass judgment, although I know there will be, you know, negative comments uh, and you know, that's, that's fine. It's a big community. Everybody has different thoughts on it. Everybody has the right to their opinion. Absolutely that. Uh, they do. Sorry to cut you off there, but yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, there's certain things where um, you just have to be, here's the information, and then each person can take that and judge it for themselves and do with it uh, what they will. I, I, I note, as you were talking there, in our um, monthly, uh, in our private membership group, we have a, a list of, uh, you know, highlighted stocks every month, and in our June newsletter, uh, BTI mm -hmm. was one of the companies that we, you know, just uh, pointed out there for those who are interested um, in that type of an, of an investment. Um, I think this is going to be a good battle. It's, it'll be a good battle and hey, you guys can place your votes by commenting down below. You know, it just came to me as you mentioned that last little part there, Dad, is like, you know, these stocks are not, again, by recommendations to you. We're not telling you, the viewer, to go out and buy mm. these stocks. Absolutely not. We know nothing about you, but we're displaying two options that for the right type of investor may warrant looking into further. And hopefully we've done a good job of explaining the reasons and the thesis behind why we would consider that. Uh, if we did do achieve that goal, I think what we could ask for is dropping a big thumbs up on the video. That helps out the channel, as I said, more than you guys would know. And yeah, great point. We have our monthly newsletter coming out for our members. Um, 
in our private membership group and we got our first live session as you noted yeah. we're having live sessions within the academy it's going to be so awesome we have experts in their respective fields going to be teaching all active students you can learn all about that down below but hey today's video is about the battle and we're going to have to tally up the votes and most importantly other than the votes we're going to have to see how the results play out when we do a, another review or another recap to see which stock ended up doing better I think the best thing that can happen for me is if is if uh, they move that spinoff date up till you know maybe September rather than October or later in the year. So the earlier the better, uh, for, in my opinion. So we'll see. Next update, we'll see where we stand. We'll see where we stand. Well, hey, thank you everybody for tuning into our video today. Don't hesitate to leave us a comment down below. Give us a vote on either side who you guys prefer. Make sure to give a thumbs up down on those comments so that they can bump them up to the top and we can see them. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, we post videos like this every single week. And as we mentioned, we have all sorts of stuff that you can learn about through our Investing Academy, which is that first link down in the description below. Any final thoughts, Dad? No, I'm just so thankful that we're able to do this. And for all you who watch us and comment and give us thumbs up, just thank you so much. And this is just so much fun to, to do this and you know, take it's a blast. concepts and, and uh, put them on the air. So, so thanks for watching, for sure. Put them on the air. Is that what this is, the air? We're not on, on air, I don't think. That's old. Maybe that's old term for putting it out there so people can watch on the air. Mm, gotcha. For those of you who are old enough, if I said put it on the air, does that mean anything, or is that something that's been lost? I would say so put they, it online. Put put it online. Put it on. Put it live. I don't know. Oh, on air. Yeah, think, it's more of like a TV. Like you're on air. On. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, what are, what do people say? Yeah, but thank you guys so much. We're having a total blast doing this. We're gonna keep doing our thing here as long as you guys keep watching the videos yeah. and enjoying them. Hey. We couldn't ask for any much more. Thank you guys all for watching. Um, Dad, good to see you. Good to see you, Brian. We'll see and, you. Uh, we'll, well, we'll see yeah. you in the next video.